0: Maybe if you don't wanna talk, you could just listen.
1: gang, what is happening? What is happening oh, ble- oh. Wow, great start right there, but hey, do you know what accidents happen right off the bat? That's a lesson for you to kind of re-familiarize yourself with if you need to. Accidents happen, things don't always go according to plan, which is quite often the case here. in fact, there's kind of the modus operandi of the whole dime out thing is is things don't go according to plan. That should be our mission statement. More of which, in today's episode. By the way, I am Mal Foster. if you didn't know, and I'm going to presume that you didn't, because, you know, most people don't. I'm not exactly on the front cover of Hello! magazine, nor do I wish to be. Or OK! magazine, if that's still a thing. If any of these, these stupid things are still a thing, I'm not on the cover of them. I don't know if you get that in America, do you? I know that you have, like, your, your weird paper magazines with all the celebrity gossip and strange stories revolving around the royal family a lot of the time it seems and not just recently but that's something i have noticed i did notice in the before times you know when i used to go to supermarkets and stand in line to pay for stuff that i picked myself oh that feels like a a fading fading distant memory but yeah uh those those are things that you you presumably can still find in supermarkets but I forget what the whole point of this was. I'm not appearing on those, so you don't know who I am, for the most part. Uh Oh, my days. Anyway, back on track. I am Mal Foster. for those of you who don't know, which we've already very firmly established is most people. And you, apart from being wonderful, are also listening to the latest episode of what presumably was your third favourite above-average but infinitely curious podcast, Dimed Out. Season 2, episode 12, is, thankfully for your ears, a guest week, which means that you're not just going to hear me for the rest of however long this episode lasts. You're going to hear me chatting with a very special guest. And this week's special guest is the wonderful Kayla Spears. Kayla is the producer, the presenter, the editor, the uploader, the creator, the all-round wonderful mastermind behind Storytime with Kayla, a YouTube channel that is dedicated to reading children's books. But it's not just any old kids' books. It's not just run-of-the-mill, just here comes Harry the Hippo, he's gone for a lovely adventure kind of thing. I mean, those books are great, and I'm not throwing any shade at Harry the Hippo or any other anthropomorphic animals going on human-based adventures. All power to them. But the books that are specifically picked for Kayla's YouTube channel, Storytime with Kayla, are books with poise and poignancy and purpose. And let's be honest, when you dig into the content of what she's covering, a lot of these books have real power behind them too. Now granted, if you've been with the show for a little while, you might be thinking, this is a bit of a strange left turn for you, Mel. This is kind of uncharted territory for the show. You've never really touched upon anything like this before. And yeah, you're right. But this is a good thing, right? It's a good thing to keep yourself diverse, to keep yourself eclectic and to give a platform for other people who are doing really good things. And that is the reason, outside of the fantastic books that Kayla's covering with Storytime, I wanted to use this platform to showcase her as a person. Because as you'll get from this conversation, she is incredibly charismatic, she's incredibly humble, and she's just also a really good soul. You know, like a really lovely person who is not only holding space, but creating space for people, giving people a chance to be seen and to be heard, and for young people to feel like they've been seen and heard. Yeah, I really strongly, heartily encourage you to go check out Storytime with Kayla. You can find it on YouTube. There will be plenty of links to her YouTube channel and all of her social media stuff in the show notes for this episode, which, as always, you can find at dimed-out.com. But in the meantime, I'm just going to let the conversation speak for itself. So yeah, here we go. This is me talking to the wonderful Kayla Spears about story time with Kayla, about how she got started, finding your purpose in life and a whole bunch of other things. So yeah, dig in, enjoy, and I will see you guys on the other side. Hello, Kayla. Welcome. Hello. So first and foremost, thank you for taking the time to sit down and, and chat with me a little bit.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: You are absolutely welcome. It's funny because you're one, one of the people um, that I found on Instagram, but I could not tell you how. It's one of those things like I I obviously found your your account somehow, probably searching through one of the hashtags I've used or one of the topics I've talked about at some point. And through the, the magic of the internet, mm-hmm. I've, I've found, uh, found you and your account and then just kind of become a big fan. But before we get into that any further, what is Storytime with Kayla?
2: Storytime with Kayla. is a um, YouTube show that really focuses on the power of literacy and really the power of diversity and inclusion. I like to read any and all books, but I really like to showcase and feature books that are diverse, and they're from diverse authors, and just give everyone a voice. You know,
1: that's the thing that I that made me want to get you on. The, that's like for me, that was the hook that kind of got me watching, kept me watching, and was like, this is somebody that I'd like to talk to for that. And we're going to touch on that uh, in, in a little bit. So, how long have you been doing story time, and and how did you actually get? started with it like what was the the thing that made you want to do it in the first place
2: yeah so way back in 2018 (laughs) uh so I'm you know in my 20s I'm 26 and so I was scrolling on Facebook one day and I'm at the age where all my peers and my friends you know they're getting married having kids Mm. and everything and so I was scrolling on my Facebook page and I was like there are like so many Babies on my timeline, like you know toddlers, and I was like, there are so many, and I just felt this like strong, like I should be doing something. Like I, I've always said, oh, if I had a million dollars, I would definitely like build a center and donate to this and mm-hmm. donate to that. Well, I don't have a, a million dollars. <laughs> I was like, I could do something positive, you know, for the community, or you know, just even if it's just my friends on Facebook, I could have a story time for them because I know I can't sing and I know I can't act. So I could read books and try and get them kids to be excited about reading. Because actually, when I was growing up, I hated (laughs) reading. You cannot get me to pick up a book. And if you were able to, you should, you should be proud of yourself (laughs) because I hated reading. And actually it wasn't until I got into college when I found out I was dyslexic. So that's probably why I hated Uh reading. But um, going back, I typed a message on Facebook and was saying to all my Facebook friends with kids, would you all be interested if I had like a weekly story time where we maybe sung some songs, maybe did baby sign language, things like that. And I got a good response from that. So I was like, okay, what's the day out the week where I could start like going live every week and have a story time? Mm-hmm. And I decided Monday's at 6.45. And for like, I believe like a year straight, I was going live every, at first it was Monday, then it was Sunday. At 6.45, I will host the weekly story time and, you know, everyone could just tune in live uh, while I read them a story. I'll give them a shout out. And then, after so many people telling me and telling me, you should put it on YouTube. You should just like put these videos on YouTube, just read to YouTube. And so, after a year of doing uh, Facebook Live, I moved to YouTube in 2019. And then, that's when, you know, things just, it's just been going up from there. I always love when I get to say how I started because it truly has been unbelievable. Something that I've never could have imagined would have taken me where it is today. Like I said, it was just a basic Facebook post that I made, you know, from me seeing so many of my peers having kids and stuff. And yeah, I never would have imagined from 2018 it turning into what it is today. <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: I mean, it's, it's incredible that it has grown from that, from you just, as you say, putting out a general inquiry on Facebook based mm-hmm. on something that you'd noticed to people obviously kind of taking that as, as something they could use and implement something that they would be interested in and presumably their kids would be interested in. Exactly. And then growing that for a year. Yes, and then from that support, then I'm presuming it's 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 from the support and and from the enjoyment that no doubt you got doing the live videos. Yes, that then made you go, okay, yeah, maybe these guys have got a point. Uh, I'm feeling, as I say, like a swell of support here. I'm feeling that people are into this. Let's uh, let's try and move it up again.
2: Exactly, exactly. And man, I just can't stress enough. <laughs> I just never would have imagined that.
1: it's, it's interesting that you you say that you never really had an interest in in reading because i i don't know why i think just maybe because of the energy and the sort of passion that you obviously have which is is instantaneous the moment <laughs> you start watching your content you <laughs> feel like this is somebody that is loving what they're doing and look i you know i i know that whenever you make something as I'm sure you're well aware, of, there, there are times where you're just like there are days where you're just like, oh, this is such a pain. This isn't working. Why is this just not like clicking? But for the most part, you do you do love it, and you can tell that watching your yes. stuff that you love it. But I just would have assumed this is somebody that's loved reading all <laughs> their life.
2: No. That's kind of
1: interesting curve.
2: That's like the surprise there. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. But believe me, I'm human too. I definitely, especially when I was starting out from the beginning, I definitely, you know, had those moments like, oh, why am I doing this? Because, you know, of course, mm-hmm. like any time, you know, you'll have really successful days where you have like, I don't know, 15 people join your little story time session. And then there's other times when you're literally talking to your best friend's mom because she's the only one <laughs> who joined that night. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm human too. And I, I have my doubts and like, oh, I wish I had th- this number of subscribers. But I always have to tell myself, okay, but why did you start doing this? Why did you start mm. Storytime with Kayla? It wasn't for the numbers. The purpose was really to get a child to pick up a book and want to read, you know, changing that mind, yeah. showing how powerful literacy and and showing kids. And especially kids of color, that they are beautiful. That they, you know, everything about them is just as beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. every time I go back to that little mission statement, I'm always like, "Okay, girl, what would you complain for? Just keep doing what you're doing."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that something that you feel sort of anchors you when perhaps you are having a bad day? Are you kind of just you you kind of maybe doubting yourself is, is you just go back to your as you say your mission statement I like that mission yeah. statement why are you doing this thing to begin yes. with
2: and you know I really think everyone should have a mission statement because I'm big on like reflecting back on things mm-hmm. and going back to if you have a mission statement like maybe just a life mission statement like in life you want people to you want to serve people you want to help people or your mission statement is you want to hear people use your platform to to share other stories definitely make a mission statement for yourself because it will definitely reground you especially when you're having those days like
0: yeah
1: Which we all do. It's interesting because I was talking to somebody, um, a a previous guest actually, Danny Longo, who's a mindset coach. We're talking about a sense of purpose. And she put forward the the question to me, what do you think your purpose is? And and it was a question I just couldn't answer right on the spot because I was like, that is a big question. But she said to me, she said to me something that helps break it down and gives you something to think about. And that's what do you like about yourself? What do you think you are good at? And what from those things do you feel you can use to contribute to something other than yourself? And you kind of find yourself maybe, if you're unsure, moving a little bit further towards your purpose, which I liked a lot. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it makes it a little bit, it makes a big question a little bit easier to kind of to tackle. Right. I have to ask Kayla, because I wrote in my show notes here, do you have a background in teaching at all? I do. <laughs> <laughs> You do. See, because the thing is, if you said no, I was going to be like, okay, that's maybe something that you should consider. (laughs) As I say, the energy and the genuine enthusiasm that you have that comes through your content, it really strikes me as these are all the qualities that if I were a child or a parent with a child, I would want to see in a teacher. So it just kind of made me wonder. Is is that is that something that's in your background?
2: Yes. So I went to school. My original what I have hold my degree in, I have Mm -hmm. a BA in exercise, sports science and dance. So when you know, when I graduated, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be like a PE teacher, a gym teacher, or I'm gonna work at, you know, like a center teaching gymnastics or something. Well, part of that was true. (laughs) I did work at a center. I did teach, you know, some of the gym classes, but it was also it was a children's enrichment school. So it was a preschool and an enrichment center. And so Mm -hmm. I was on the two's classroom during the day. And then in the afternoons slash evenings, I was on the gym and enrichment classes. So, yeah. Just to kind
1: of clarify for me a little bit and for anybody else that might be wondering, what exactly is an enrichment centre? I have like a a sort of shell of an idea, but how would you describe an enrichment centre?
2: It was like where you can take, your kids could take gymnastic classes or they could take art classes or cooking classes, karate, kind of like a place for those extracurricular, you know, activities for kids, except it was... (laughs) In one spot. <laughs> and it was for younger kids, too. Really, our oldest, our oldest age rangers was around seven and under because we also offered, like, baby classes, like, mommy and me, daddy and me classes. So we even had babies that were around, I think, eight months old. Wow. But Yes. Or a little younger, too. I taught those classes, too. <laughs> and from that job, I have learned so much, but you know, it wasn't from that job. I learned I'm really good with kids. Like I really have a way somehow, like, I guess it's because I'm like a little childish. Cause like, I love <laughs> to play with toys and stuff. That's probably why too, but it wasn't until my nephew was born. That's when I realized like, you know, coming over to babysit him or just, you know, come over to hang with them. That's when I learned Oh, you know, I should be working with kids. I just felt a big push that I should be working with kids or teaching or a children's entertainment, something, Mm -hmm. something along. I just felt it.
1: A lot of people know from an early age what they want to do. And then there, there are also a number of people that just kind of find what they're meant to do or, you know, what they possess that could be translated into something really cool and it sounds like you're kind of in the in the latter there where you've kind of found through these various things through going and your teaching background the enrichment center and then as you say spending time with your nephew that these things have kind of cultivated and clicked into place.
2: Absolutely yes because you know really my uh when I you know was a freshman in college Nowhere near was I gonna graduate. I went for school for biology because I wanted to be a fertility specialist. That's what I wanted uh-huh. to do. And you know, I graduated with something completely different, something that I was supposed to graduate with and supposed to learn. And you know,
1: but I think did that is. I I think the more we can reinforce that, and the more we can quote unquote normalize that, the better. Because I think mm-hmm. that becomes. Especially more with young people coming up now, there's a sort of external sense of pressure of, oh, you need to know what you're supposed to be doing. You need to know what you want to do.
2: Exactly.
1: And it doesn't always work that way.
2: It doesn't. And
1: if it does, that's amazing. But if it doesn't, it's perfectly fine. Exactly. You will find through experience, through interactions, through just circumstance and life unfolding that you'll get to where you want to be.
2: Exactly. Like my sister, we're twins. She. When we went to school, we went to the same college and everything. She knew exactly what she wanted to be, an econ major, economics. She did it all four years. Me, I literally switched my major five times in school. And, like, I, <laughs> like, I'm for real. I did. And I, you know, ended up with the, and I graduated on time. And, you know, that's another thing. It doesn't matter if you start school and then stop or if you go through all four years or if you have to do an extra year it's your life no one else's so if you're fine with it
1: (laughs) exactly and I think that's definitely something I I would love to put forward and have people just Mm -hmm. echo more is that it is it is your life you know it unfolds the way it does for you and however it goes is perfectly
2: perfectly fine exactly
1: Oh, yeah, I wanna get into the to the content of your channel and the, the content of the books that you do feature. As I said, for me that was a huge hook because outside of, of your energy and your enthusiasm, I was just yeah, really kind of struck by the content of the books. I don't have children and it's been a while since I was actually a child. Still mentally I'm very much there and probably <laughs> will be for the rest of time. But um
2: They're here
1: <laughs> I don't remember As a kid, reading books that had, and I mean, I'm sure they will have touched upon certain subjects and stuff, and it's it's not a particularly new thing, but it's a lot more expensive, it seems now. Children's books, which are covering a whole number of what I would say are extremely important topics, like societal issues, issues Mm -hmm. kids may be facing at home and school, ideas of self-love, acceptance, progression and positivity, accepting who you are, where you come from, your culture, your heritage, your background, but also that of other people's. And just that really struck a chord with me. Because as I say, I don't remember having those kind of books as a kid.
2: Yeah, I don't either.
1: <laughs> In the way that society is changing now, I feel like that is is a real important thing to have within kids' literature, kids' books, and to kind of encourage them to to read that and to kind of be able to explore topics like that with children. Was that always something that you wanted to focus on?
2: Yes, it definitely was. Because one of the things, if you notice, when I do my story times, the way I hold the book is usually the POV, the point of view area. view, Mm -hmm. And I do it because I want who's ever reading to see my arms specifically, you know, I want them to see, Oh, a Brown arm. So if there is a little black girl, a black boy, a Brown girl, Brown boy, they can see maybe that's their arm, you know, reading a book, you know, it matches with the themes of the books that I read. And I also do, um, I like, I like to wear my natural hair to show those boys and girls that your hair looks like this. And, there's a lady on my tablet who hair looks like mine. And I'm not sure if that answered the question. No,
1: <laughs> it does. It does. And and it kind of reinforces the ideas that I had anyway, because to me, it seems very much, and, and this is all just speculative, but to me, it seems very much that identification is a real important thing from, from your channel. Yeah. You know, it, it seems to me that is a driving force behind story time is the idea that kids watching and parents with kids who are watching going through these stories get a sense of identification that you know they feel themselves being seen they recognize things and they can sort of connect with the material a lot more
2: exactly and like that's you know one of the big things that I really want to focus on that's kind of why I wanted to do something a little different with my story time. Because, you know, libraries all around have story time. There's other storytellers. But I wanted to read books that I can see myself on, you know? Like there's, you know, there's some fun animal books out there, but I'm not a chicken. I'm not an elephant. (laughs) You know, I wanna I love having natural hair. I wanna read a book about having natural hair. Natural black hair.
1: I think I think that it's a really interesting point that you, you bring about that there is a human focus to the stories within your books. I mean, as you say, there are some, there's some cracking animal books out there, but the people watching your videos, the people that are watching your videos with their kids, they're human. And a lot of these things are dealing with specific issues, but human issues and, and mm-hmm. the idea of identifying and being able to relate or being able to, and and this is one thing that I really, really like about I'm trying to find um the uh I forget the name of the the author I think it's Letitia White and the book is uh I didn't leave because of you Mm -hmm. that to me struck a major chord in the sense that that is a deep issue very deep (laughs) yeah but yet it's done in in a way that doesn't skim over the issue. It doesn't sugarcoat it, right?
2: Exactly. It was done rhyming too, I believe, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of kids who will be experiencing that and will have so many questions and will just inherently put the blame on themselves for no reason.
0: Mm-hmm. To me,
1: and and this is me speaking personally. I I grew up without a father, who mm-hmm. I didn't particularly know, and mm-hmm. for years afterwards, kind of blamed myself. unnecessarily and I just think for the kids that are in that situation to have something like that to have something like that out there and to have something like that put further out there through you reading it is amazing because it's 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 showing them this is tough this is tough what you're going through and that's the case with a number of issues that you covered with with some of your books featured these are tough issues but Here's a way to approach it. here's a way to make exactly. it a little bit easier to understand and i and I love that
2: and it shows that they're not alone too and books like those you know those heavy subjects you know I think I'm sure back when we were younger, you probably only find books like that in a counselor's office, you know, right at some doctor, yeah. but like the fact that books like those are one not only available, you know, like on YouTube from other storytellers, but two like on demand there's really a book almost about any and everything out there and it's really all at our fi- the click of our fingertips <laughs> or uh, absolutely home. yeah
1: yeah and, that's 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 the, like that is a really interesting point I hadn't thought about that but yeah mm-hmm. topics like that within book form yeah you would find in in counselors offices or doctors yeah exactly. that's
2: and even though these are you know titled children's books really they like you said they can help even adults you know Mm -hmm. because sometimes we need to as adults we need to step down and kind of we complex everything complicate everything and sometimes we need I don't not dumb it down but you know just take it down a notch and to really like understand something and something as easy as I didn't leave because of you, making it as simple, yet is so powerful, you know, uh, could really change someone's perspective.
1: So you've just reached your two-year mark, is that correct, from the YouTube channel? Yes. Yep. How, how has that been? as a whole the two years
2: that has been like I it has <laughs> now has it been it has <laughs> definitely just like it's been good you know <laughs> that's what I could say right now it's been right <laughs> it's been very very just good I'm happy with the way it's been going because you know when people were saying you should go to YouTube, I was like, yeah, I, I I'm not really good.
1: Were you a bit skeptical about that at
2: first? Yeah, I was like no one's going to watch me on YouTube. <laughs> but, you know, I'm very thankful I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad I did listen and move to YouTube. And you never know who you might meet and what you do because mm-hmm. from switching over to YouTube, And especially since this past year with the whole pandemic and everything, and since everyone was stuck inside, I've met so many storytelling friends from all over different cities, different states, different countries. And it just, you just never know who you might meet, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're all uh, basically adults doing storytelling for kids (laughs) and which is pretty cool because you could act your goofy self. You don't have to like be serious.
1: Right. You feel talk. like you're in, you're in good company because you're in with like-minded people.
2: Exactly.
1: You touched upon something interesting there. Obviously we have been through a, a full year of, of COVID era with everybody sort of staying home a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. How has, has that kind of been for your second year of doing, doing the channel, do you feel like you've had more engagement, more response from people? Yes.
2: Yeah, so since the pandemic, and it's, it's kind of bittersweet because, you know, there were so many families affected. Well, still there still yeah. are so many families yeah, sure. affected and stuff. But story time really, you know, took off because of the pandemic. I reached a thousand subscribers. I can't remember. I think last month. Or, no two months ago and then but all 2020 i received it was nothing but Arthur submissions coming in and most of the mm-hmm. books that I read last year were from Arthur so I was able to meet well virtually meet <laughs> lots and lots of Arthur yeah. <laughs> and like I said different storytellers and even though something bad had to happen you know something as bad as COVID you know, a whole pandemic shutting the whole world down had to happen. It's bittersweet because it was helping something beautiful grow, you know, helping my right. storytelling grow into what it is right now.
1: I imagine that's got to be extremely rewarding, knowing that, as you say, it, it has been really tough for everybody. Yes. And it, it varies in, in in size and scale depending on who you you you're talking about, you know some people have been affected far more than others, but just in general, having that constant source of engagement of the content and knowing that reaching people that are going through hard times must have kind of given you a real sense of like genuine personal reward
2: I often say I really think this is what I was supposed to do, you know I thought I was mm-hmm. going to do something else I thought this I thought about that but with my whole story time I'm really like I really think this is what I was put on this earth to do to literally tell stories (laughs) and share my platform with authors who you know may not have a voice because they're self-published or because they just aren't published with a major publishing company and Mm -hmm. so yeah it's It definitely is rewarding when I get to see like fan mail of kids, you know, watching me on the TV or just seeing how happy Arthurs get when I read their book. Because really, to me, really, I'm like, I'm just reading the book. It's it's not really that big a deal. I'm not even doing nothing special.
1: You say that, but you are because you're putting like the inflection in it, and as I say, you're putting the energy and the enthusiasm in it. You're bringing you're bringing these stories to life a little oh. bit more, and and I think people really gravitate towards that.
2: Oh well, thank you. And it, it's funny because like I don't know, like I say, I was just I'm just a regular old Joe from Chicago <laughs> <laughs> reading the story.
1: <laughs> on the on the topic of of authors, at the time of recording this. Your latest video that you've just put out, I think about a day or two ago, is The Girl Who Became the Change by Chloe Thompson. Yeah. Now, I want listeners to, to to dig into this, not only to check out the video, but to dig into the story of Chloe Thompson, 13-year-old author and philanthropist. I think I said that right, Kane, but I'm terrible <laughs> with pronouncing words. Oh, it's okay. So it
2: took me <laughs> philanthropist took me a couple of times saying yeah. it on the video. <laughs>
1: I can imagine. I, I'm not even sure I got it right on that one, but we'll go with it. I think people know <laughs> what we mean. Um, that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I, like that's just jaw dropping. Thirteen year old, really? children's author and a philanthropist
2: mm-hmm.
1: is incredible. How did Chloe come onto your radar? How did she come to your attention?
2: Um, it was actually she reached out to me, yeah, mm-hmm. to have me on her. Show that she has on YouTube. I think it's. I was going
0: to say she's not doing
1: a podcast, I can't is she? Because like, I, I, I can't compete I with her level of productivity.
0: <laughs> Oof, okay, that's and, all right.
2: And <laughs> she interviews adults and kids, like kid entrepreneurs and kid you know, bosses and things like that. And then also, Arthur's and children's entertainer adults and things mm. like that. Yeah, that's how we found each other. And then she actually recently. Published that book, and so you know she reached out and said, "Hey, can I send you my book?"
1: The story is incredible, and and I really do. I mean, I encourage everybody listening to go check out Story Time with Kayla, regardless. But like that video, (laughs) that video in particular, that story is 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 like it kind of gave me a bit of a boost in my faith in humanity because I won't lie, Mm -hmm. Kayla, the last year it's kind of it's it's waned a little bit, you know.
0: Mm, yeah, but it's
1: it's little things like that where it kind of just gives you that spark to be like, Do you know what? there is still a lot of good out there,
2: and that's exactly.
1: one that's one of the things that I actually also really like about the content you cover is that it does kind of give that
0: spark
2: back a little bit, yeah, and you know really, me doing story time, I want to give those authors those voices, you know, like I'm all about sharing. In my terms, I call it, if I'm eating, everybody eating. (laughs) No matter if they have uh, 100,000 followers or, you know, if they just have like 10, I want them to use my platform that really, I can't even say I've created because my entire K crew, you know, everyone who gives me a single like, everyone who gives a single share, you know, is part of my K crew. And they're the ones who really help turn what I have today into the platform that it is today.
1: All right, I've got a question here, which I don't know if you'll be able to answer or not, because it's it's a it's a pretty tough one. Um and you've obviously not seen any of the things I'm gonna ask you beforehand, but I'll ask it anyway. We'll see what we get. What have mm-hmm. you learned about yourself or just what have you learned in general since starting story time with Kayla?
2: That I I can definitely do things I thought I never could do. That's what I've learned. I've learned to never, like, oh, that'll never be me, or I can't do that. Like, I've learned to not say that, because learning how to edit on my own, learning how to upload things, learning what angles to take a good picture at, learning different microphones and technology, things that I never would have thought (laughs) I could do, that's what I learned, (laughs) that... Like, girl, what are you doing? So, <laughs> so. you've,
1: you've sort of taught yourself all the back end and production stuff as you've gone along. Yes. That's crazy. Absolutely. Wow.
2: And oh my goodness, if you scroll, I really want to take my old, my like first video. <laughs> if you could just see the difference, you'll be like, oh my goodness, she <laughs> has come a long way. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, okay. Well, we won't watch that one again, but we like the newer <laughs> ones. <laughs> I will say what I've learned. I've definitely learned a lot. I've learned some of everything, mm-hmm. definitely.
1: I like that main thing though that you know you 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 can do things, and and I feel and I see that reflected in in the books that you choose and the, in the content that you present. This this idea of self belief um, that seems to be a real sort of strong cornerstone. I think for what you're doing is that fair to say the idea of self
0: belief? Yeah,
2: absolutely, and you know that goes to everything everything you do in life if you don't believe in yourself and if you don't think you can do it you know who's who's gonna
0: who else will you
2: expect to right exactly yeah so yeah that's definitely fair to say
1: all right kayla um before we go where can people find your wonderful work and where can they become a member of the k crew
2: Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at storyteller underscore K. And then you can find my, all my readings and just have a good time with everything on YouTube. Storytime with Kayla. And I hope you, hope you, hope you can subscribe and tell your friends tell your mom your dad your cousins your pastor you know just tell them tell everybody that you know <laughs> and watch some stories and comment tell me how you like it how you like the reading and yeah there's something for everyone out there
0: <laughs>
1: awesome um i've got a favor to ask before we go Kayla. can i get the outro yeah. from your video because i've just i've become completely enamored <laughs> with both your intro and your outro and i feel like it's only sure. fitting if we get the outro for this <laughs>
2: We definitely get. Okay. All right. Here we go. Goodbye. 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 My friends. Goodbye to you. I hope to see you again real soon. Be proud of all your work tonight. Now climb in bed and sleep real tight. On the count of three, let's say good night. One, two, three. Good night.
0: <laughs> Yay. <laughs>
2: and it's funny because remember i said i'm not a singer or yeah <laughs> and i sing every video
1: <laughs> all right gang so there you go that was me chatting with the lovely wonderful kayla spears as she mentioned you can find her on twitter instagram and more importantly youtube where you can go check out all of the videos and support the wonderful work she's doing over there If you want to support the wonderful work, I say wonderful, uh, the work, I'll just be a little bit more modest. If you want to support what we're doing here at Dimed Out, then the simplest way to do so, if you haven't done it already, is simply to subscribe. We are available on your favorite podcast platform. We're available pretty much anywhere. We're kind of easy like that. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, if you do that... Not only are you supporting the show, but you are also ensuring that you get every single episode following this one straight to your device of choosing without having to lift a finger. So everybody wins. If you want to support us a little bit more, if you want to take the optional route, get some bonus juicy content in the process, we do have a Patreon, as I like to sort of shamelessly plug at the end of each episode. Uh, You can find that at patreon.com forward slash dimed out. One single tier for $5. You get a whole bunch of extras. Go check that out at patreon.com forward slash Dined out if you want to. You don't have to, but it's, it's there, you know, as an option. So, we only really have a few more episodes left in season two. We are coming pretty rapidly to a close. And next week's episode is, yeah, it's not a guest week, but it is going to be hopefully an interesting week. So what we're doing is we are going from story time with Kayla to story time with me. And to sort of explain that a little bit further, I recently, whilst looking for the, the synopsis for a short story that I started working on some time ago, came across a project that I abandoned uh, five years ago now. Yeah. Wow, how time has flown. The project in question is called From the Outside Looking In, and it was supposed to be a travel memoir of sorts, based on my initial trip to the United States back in 2015. Yeah, it's, it's just baking my noodle to even think about that, to think that it was that long ago, but at the same time it doesn't feel that long ago anyway this was a travel memoir that I was writing based on that initial trip each section was going to be dedicated to each place that I visited but I only got as far as Florida I think so New York I finished the first draft for, and I was in the midst of Florida about halfway through so here's what I'm proposing I have not looked at this thing for four and a half to maybe five years I had as I say completely forgotten this thing even existed Until I just randomly discovered it in a hidden folder on my hard drive. And uh, I haven't really looked at it. I've looked at one one paragraph. And it was kind of cringy. The amount of purple prose in that thing is shameful. I like to think that I have developed as a writer. In fact, you know what? I'm going to give myself credit here. I'm going to give myself some credit. I have developed as a writer. Even in the last six months, I can see how my writing has got a lot better. So I can only imagine what it was like four and a half to five years ago. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to digging into this, but I'm also very apprehensive because there's going to be a lot of cringe. I'm just going to level with you. There's going to be a lot of cringe, but there may be also some some glorious insight. I really don't know what to expect other than those possibilities. But that's what we're doing next week. I am going to be reading... In an audiobook style, I guess. Uh, the the New York section of my ill-fated, never-finished, first-draft travel memoir. So yeah, that's what you've got to look forward to, I guess. And I really am wrapping that in big, juicy quotation marks, because I'm not even really looking forward to it. But uh, it should be interesting, right? And uh, if you can't be anything else, at least try and be interesting, I guess, said nobody ever. And- And on that note, that is for next week. As for this week, we're pretty much done. And by pretty much, I mean we are actually done. This is the end of the show. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support, by the way, which has got us to our first milestone, which is definitely worth celebrating, I think you'll agree. We just recently hit 1,000 downloads, so I'm just going to give myself a tiny, tiny round of applause. Trying to remain modest, trying to keep my humble status as golden as it always has been. I mean, I will say one thing about myself. I'm probably the most humble person in the room any time I enter a room. So I'm trying to keep that, you know, I'm trying to stay grounded. But yeah, 1,000 downloads. Not too bad, huh? Not too bad for something I just concocted in my library 10 months ago and have been plugging away at ever since. And uh, yeah, it's all because of you guys. It's all because of anybody that has taken the time to listen to like, to share, to comment, to uh, to really get involved. Like Kayla was saying, you know, this is not a platform that I've made, it's a platform that we've made. And as we move forward, we're only going to build it stronger, better, harder, faster. Oh, that just reminds me about Daft Punk, now I'm a little bit sad. Anyway, thank you is what I'm trying to say. A big, big, sincere thank you. Yeah, for real. Look after yourself, guys. Look after each other. And until next week, keep it timed out.